and it's not working. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> it was one of those divine delays to give you an opportunity to go get your coffee cup, go get your pen pad, whatever it is that you do when you approach a broadcast. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have my two co-hosts with me, Pastor Coach Paul Yabarro. Give it up for Paul. Also, I have the amazing April D. Metzler, singer, songwriter, speaker, just a precious woman of God. And I just want to give a shout out to them because they've been so diligent to show up with me on Freedom Fridays to just talk about the tools, the keys, the things that we can get from the Lord. We've been talking a lot about the keys that open the doors to freedom. And last week we talked about like that missing piece um, and, you know, which leads to considering the inner man. And so we get to the point where we're ready for change okay we come to the lord we get saved we need to be prepared to have a new relationship with them uh, and we go back to thinking about creation itself so we're, the question that we're asking is where are we now versus where we want to be? So maybe you're a new follower in Christ. Maybe you've been following the Lord for a long time, but whatever the case may be, each of us have a part and it can be very different, but God has that all the details of every step that we need to take. So today we're going to talk a little bit about where did it go wrong? Okay. Where it went wrong? Not with you, uh, but understanding the relationship between the creator and creation. So I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Paul Yabarro, and he's got some fire for us from the Word of God. So take it over, Paul. Well, I don't know about fire, but I know that uh, I got a little bit of uh, information. And uh, just just to, <laughs> just to clarify, just because we've had a funny little morning, it's Ibarra. <laughs> there's there's no O at the end of A. <laughs> and I'm only story. saying that because... I'm just, I'm just saying that because I love you. So we, You're just telling me this? I've been pronouncing your name wrong for months? It's okay. I did it on our first interview, too, with him, me and Paul when we first met. I bombed his name so bad. And it was, he was so nice about correcting it. So gracious. So like, gracious. So you know what? Have I, I ever gotten it right at all? Once or twice. But other than that, we're good. We're good. And I'm just doing that because I love y'all. You guys are just so good. Um, it's you listen, it's Freestyle Friday. It's Freedom Friday. This is where the freedom of Christ is in us. Right. And so we just want to continue to segue into these topics like um, April has just diligently prepared. And we're just so blessed and so thankful yes. for April Metzler. Just a big shout out. Woo, woo. Yes, um, yes. But what I want to touch on today is is the point that um, she that that she gave us this last week is what is giving your all to God and really, truly. Um, you know, the part of each of us go through this part, but it looks different on every single heart. I know for my life is when I finally got to the place of, of really relinquishing my power and giving it to God was the place of really freeing myself from myself. But when I think about this point, understanding the free gift, it goes further than just salvation. It, it goes into the whole mindset. And so I want to go to John chapter five, and it talks about the man that, that sat by the pool. And everyone knows this story. This guy sat by the pool 37, 38 years. And the Bible says that Jesus knew his condition for all that time. And so the cool part about it is that, um, uh, let's see, let's go to verse five. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. 
When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said, watch this, do you want to be made well? And that's a huge question because there's people that, let's just be honest, that are sitting in the pews that don't even understand what well means because they don't understand kingdom. They don't understand kingdom concept. And so this is where it's, where it's imperative. Just the whole title of this, of this, uh, of this show is the keys. These are the keys to the kingdom that are going to help set you free. So Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him just as so many of us have. I have, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool complaint when the water is stirred up. But while another is coming, another steps down before me. So what is that saying? But, but I know, but, but, but I've said it before. Keep your butt out your mouth, right? <laughs> Period, right? Keep it out your mouth because the butt is going to, is going to, uh, X out everything of God. I know God can heal me, but <laughs> God is sitting there going, really? Uh, you just said I can heal you, but right. <laughs> Keep your butt out your mouth. Now, listen, once he brought that to his attention, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no, no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Let me tell you something. I'm not a great swimmer. But 38 years sitting by a pool, I would be rolling myself into that water because if it's a pool of healing, I'm going to come out healed. Right. 37, 38 years. Now, if he's saying, no, I don't have anyone to help me put me in the pool. How did he get there every year? Really think about it. How did he get there every year? Because it, it was only the time of the angel coming to stir up the water. Whole different topic. Now watch this. Here's where I want to land. Jesus said to him, rise up, take your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Jesus could have easily walked up and said, I heal you, my son, in, you know, Charlton Heston voice. That's not how it worked, right? It's not how it worked. Jesus walked up and said, do you want to be made well? Yeah, but, okay, cool. I'm showing up and I'm here to heal you, but I'm not here to baby you. Get up, take your mat. What does the mat represent? Your issues. Take your issues, take your junk, and keep on walking. And so to the point of this whole topic of understanding the free gift, we have to understand that the free gift, yes, it comes from Jesus Christ, but it also comes once we understand that he's come to do this for us, it's time for us to rise up and take our mat and walk. And so that's the part that I wanted to touch on today. I have something, something else out of um, Matthew 14, 22 about, you know, Jesus saying to come, but um, that's on a different point. So I'm going to turn it over back to Maggie um, or April, whoever wants to jump in. I just want to say, I absolutely love that portion of scripture because, you know, I've been in that place and I've dealt with people in that place and it is the same thing. It's like, yeah, well, do you know, I want to be healed, but I don't want to give up my disability check. I want to, I want to be free from my drugs, but you know, I kind of, you know, I just want to dibble dabble a little bit. And it comes to the point of at what point do you say no more? What point do you stop with the excuses? What point do you draw a line in the sand and say, this is my breakthrough, uh, you know, I'm, and so 
I think that is absolutely wonderful that you correlated that scripture with being all in because it is that guy to a certain extent, he probably, he wanted it, but the fear of the unknown or the fear of what he might have to give up, what his, his uh, attitude, his uh, sympathy, maybe that he received from others. I mean, there's just so much in that little portion of story. And I don't know if you all have seen the chosen. I, I don't know. April, are you guys are either of you watching the chosen? I have not watched this current season, but yes, we watched the other one. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going <laughs> <Don't> to, <spoil. laughs> yeah, I'm not going to spoil the scene, but that scene there with the compassion of Christ, he's looking on you today. If you're watching this and you're thinking that you can't be free, God is looking at you. His eyes are on you, but you have to take action. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Faith is action. You know, you can't stay there sitting by that pool, whining, complaining, excuses. You got to get up and go get your freedom. So anyway, April, go ahead, go for them. <laughs> oh, you're, you guys are doing great with all of this. Um, I love that both of you are talking about this subject of faith. Um, you know, faith is something that no one can see. And it it requires trust steps in something that you know not of. And so it's, it's a uh, submission to learning and a willingness to do so. Um, and a, and the learning is a new way of being and a new way of existing. And you guys are, are really touching on some major points here. So I appreciate how this is, this conversation is developing. It's really good. Um, I do, um, we can go ahead and dive into a little bit of the conversation, I think about, um, what that means. Cause we have this, you know, uh, born into our mother's womb, you know, into the world, living life, you know, as it comes at us, basically, until we get to that point of, you know, I'm done with this. This is, there's got to be something more to this life than what I've experienced so far. And there is, you know, we are born into this understanding that, that there is this missing piece as we discussed last week. And so um, let's talk a little bit, I think, about how can people, what would be your best advice, I guess, how can people really disconnect from the bloodline that we begin life in and this new bloodline that we have in Jesus Christ, because it, it really is about our, our lineage and what we connect with. If we choose to connect with our mother and our, our mother's mother and on, you know, and down the line or our father and our father's 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 father, and we keep on connecting to the generational history that we have more than we do um, with our sonship or daughtership through Jesus Christ, then we're just going to keep on spinning our wheels. And so there's got to be a way to disconnect. And how have you guys managed to do that? I know for me, um, as far as understanding the bloodline and then also disconnecting from my bloodline, um, which is a representative of who we are, right? Because I'm a Ibarra right? You're a Metzler, you're a Kavanaugh, right? Um, but at the same time, when we're, when we're grafted into the vine, that, that means we receive everything. The one thing that I can um, say about me understanding, I think I talked about this last week, about the blood. When people would plead the blood of Jesus over me, it was a scary thing. I didn't, uh, it was like, don't, don't do that because I, I didn't know what it meant. I really, truly didn't know what it meant. So until I understood the blood and what it represented is when my life became 
a lot more freer because then I understood, oh, okay. We look at the cross, especially the movie, The Passion. When I first saw that, I was, I was unsaved. I was stoned when I went and watched that movie. And there was not a dry eye in the place, including mine. And I'm sitting there just bawling, but I was scared to come to God because raised as a Jehovah witness, we were taught we didn't have access. And Jesus was just an archangel. He was compared to Gabriel. So where's this relationship? That to me was, I did this for you, so you better do this for me. And so that whole message of that was scary for me. Pleading pleading the blood of, don't, don't, don't put condemnation on me. That's exact message that I was receiving until I understood the real representation of what the blood was and what the blood is. That blood is living, it's whole, it's an organism, and it lives in us freely because of the free gift. And so when I understood the blood breaking every curse, because he had to reverse the curse. You know, back in the day, you used to have blood brothers. They would slice their hand, make a handshake, blood brothers. Everything goes back to blood covenant. The slain of the animals on the altar, blood covenant. The blood that they put on the scapegoat, get out into the wilderness. If that, if that goat came back, the curse still hadn't left the land. This is, it was all covenant. Everything was covenant. But when you understand the pure, holy, living blood of Jesus Christ flows through your veins, when you begin to understand that the blood of Emmanuel be, is flowing through your veins because now we are grafted in by the Holy Spirit, science cannot even determine how that works. And they never will. It's all by faith. And so for me to understand the reconnecting is really truly understanding what the blood represents. We can go on for days about that one, but once you understand the blood, when you understand and you apply the blood, what did God tell the Israelites? Apply the blood over your doorpost, right? Apply the blood over your doorpost so that you can see that the angel of death is going to pass over you. It's the same representation. It's covenant. And this is why David, when he went against Goliath, what, what did he ask? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That's where he understood principle and said, you're not covenant, bro. You may come in all that armor, all that heavy stuff, you big and ugly, but I'm going to chop your head off. Why? Because you're not covenant. So that's what I got for now. I, I yield the mic. Maggie. <laughs> wow. So I guess I'll jump in there with that. And so, cause there is so many, every time Paul talks, I, I get like 20 different ideas going on in my head. Okay. Part of that is the ADHD thing that they try to say I have. Uh, but part of that is, is that I get so excited because what he just said, and y'all need to hit pause and rewind because there was so much there on the replay. Not right now. Don't try to do it right now. Don't mess up our broadcast. But, <laughs> um, the blood took care of it all. You know, when Jesus took his stripes, you know, the, the word says that by his stripes, we are healed, whole, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. That took care of everything. But I get what Paul's saying, because whenever I was uh, in the midst of, you know, sitting and, you know, I, I just won't even go there with what my lifestyle was like. And my girlfriend would say, we're going to come. We came by your house today and we pled the blood of Jesus around your house. I'm going, what? 
that's just weird. That's just freaky, you know, but it also reminds me of why the occult is so obsessed with blood is because everything that the enemy does is a counterfeit for the real thing. So when Jesus took the cross and the blood ran down, it was for every man, woman, and child. Okay. You don't have to fearfully go to the altar, you know, oh, you know, yes, you go boldly before the throne, but you go to the altar and you lay it all out and he cleans it all up. And so there's absolutely nothing that can be not be accomplished through the blood of Jesus, through the wholeness that Christ gives us. When we become a new citizen, a daughter of the King, when I found out I was a daughter, you know, adopted and grafted into, I mean, it was like, what? Are you kidding? I'm adopted. You know, he loves me so much regardless of all that. But then there was those, the soulish issues that we come, that we carry. Everybody deals with, you know, we are spirit, soul, and body. And your soul being your mind and will and emotions. My emotions was messed up. My mind was, you know, in torment. So when you become a new creation in Christ, your spirit man comes alive and, and born again, but your soul still needs a, a whole lot of work. I'm just saying whole lot of work and you're going to be on the potter's wheel and he's going to transform things. He's going to show you things. You, you know, it's just, it's a process. Okay. So do not get discouraged. If you are a new believer and you're thinking, okay, all this stuff says I am a new creation in Christ. Yes, you are. But there are certain things that you're going to have to take to the cross and you're going to have to come out of agreement with. OK, I had a lot of agreement and with things that I should not have been in agreement with lies that I believed about myself and about generations. The Bible tells us that Jesus took the, the curse on the tree. But there are general generational iniquities that we see in the bloodline, our personal bloodline. And I don't know if that's what you were referring to, April, but, yeah. you know, when when you go to the doctor, the first thing they say is, what'd your mom have? What'd your daddy have? What'd your grandparents have? Because they know that there is so much power in that generational thing. And so I had to literally sever OK, come out of agreement with the bloodline of the sin the iniquity, the, the addictions, all of the things in my life. And, and that's when I really started getting a breakthrough in my freedom walk is because I was like, no, the buck stops right here with me because I know who I am. I know what the word says I am. I know that I am a daughter of the king. I know apart from him, I can do nothing. So I'm going to be in constant you know, connection with the father, with this vertical relationship that will allow me to do those things that God has called me to do. Because if we do not understand kingdom, like Paul said, and who we are meant to be, we are a new creation. Okay. And so people say all the time, I'm just a wretched sinner, you know, just don't, don't do that. Don't say that. You know, Jesus came to set us free. Yes. If you're dealing with sin, that's what the power of, of repentance is. But the Bible says, and Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll follow my commandments. And so when you fall so much in love with Jesus, you fall out of in love with your junk. I'm just saying back to Back to whoever somebody that, take it over. No, that's great. No, that's that's great. Yeah, that's true. Like it's it's what we are um, replacing the old with, and that newness in Him. And so that's great, you know, because that is true. When we'll just quote that hashtag, you know, when you fall in love with God, you fall out of love with the rest of the stuff that you've known before. And it's a trade out, you know, we trade, um, you know, his story, you know, it is what becomes our story in this newness in Jesus Christ. And, and in order to do that, which brings us to our, I think our final point is, is reading the word of God and understanding, um, 
uh, as we go along that he's going to teach us the word of God. And it is a mirror. It reflects all of these things in the Holy Spirit. You know, um, he convicts our hearts of the matters that are of our old life and it brings it to light. It says that nothing that is hidden in the darkness will remain hidden. His light brings it forth. And so, you know, that truth, whatever our old truth was, will be brought up first and foremost because it needs to be cleansed. It needs to be renewed. It needs to be um, changed and transformed into the new image that we are, the new creation. And, and it's a, um, it's our, our whole entire being, our essence. It, it, it goes all the way down to the core and the root of the matter. And in order for our garden of our hearts to, to be cultivated properly, to honor God and love him and acknowledge him in all of our ways, we have to unroot these old things, um, or else they'll just, they'll, choke it out, they'll kill it. And it'll, it'll be, will be this stagnant, you know, cesspool basically. Um, and we'll fall back into the oldness that we had before Jesus Christ. That's just what happens. And, and we hear that on the, the parable of the farmer who sows the seeds and the different types of soil and stuff. And we can go into a lot of scripture with that, but I'm not going to, I want to go ahead and dive into this point though. Like, so, so there's this, there's this understanding, and we've already talked about it, like faith. What is what does Hebrews 11 one say? It says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? And faith is is something that we acquire by hearing the word of God. It says, you know, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God is our scripture that we can throw in there with that. So what does it mean to to hear from God, I guess, you know, we've got to really talk about, I guess, connecting them to the experience of what he did for us, you know, through the cross. And I think that that's what you have to go through this process of undoing in order to come into his presence and hear him because we don't, no one comes to the father except through Jesus Christ. So without Jesus in the mix, we're not going to be able to hear from him clearly. And um, so I guess let's talk about that real quick. Well, that is a topic that really, it really needs more than a real quick response on that one, because, you know, yeah. faith and hearing, and that is powerful. I just will echo what April just said, um, you know, in order, the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice and a voice of a stranger, they do not follow. And God speaks to us in various ways. He speaks to us through our brothers and sisters who are holding us accountable. And there is, oh, he's always speaking through this right here. He's always speaking to us. You know, there's no answer that we can't get there, but for sake of time, yeah. uh, I think we probably ought to tackle that one on the next broadcast. What do y'all think? Cause I know Paul and my calendar is kind of crazy here. I got a, an appointment yeah. here soon. Yeah. I, I just want to add anything this. real quick, Paul. Yeah. So in a, in a, in a, in a hashtag for one minute okay. about, about the whole faith. I love yes. that whole thing. And I don't want to leave anyone dry on that question because the unraveling and understanding how to reconnect with, with Christ, just what April was saying, there's some undoing that has to take place. So when you look at Matthew, um, uh, Matthew 14, this is where, where Peter walks out on water. He had to, by faith, it's an action word. So he stepped out. However, the unraveling came forth when he looked around. And this is where we have to understand that's where the disconnect comes. He had yes. his eyes on Jesus, even though, and this is for somebody today, even though he was number 12, mm -hmm. 
He's separating himself from the 11. He is number 12. He's not number one. He's number 12. And so in that, he left the 11 because he is number 12 and he stepped out. However, the undoing and the unraveling was when he looked at what was around him. And that's where I believe April's talking about. We have to clear our mind. We have to release those things because when you come into the presence of God, you want to be able to hear him clearly, a pin drop. So I just wanted to leave everyone with that. Really, truly fix your mind on him. Declutter, literally declutter. If, If you have to fast, Yes. Whatever you have to do, declutter so that you can hear him clearly. That's all I got. Amen. That is so good. Absolutely wonderful. I want to thank both of you all for being such amazing co-hosts and bringing all this good knowledge. We want to thank those in the chat stream. Uh, Shirley, we just love you. I'm just sitting over here reading your your stuff. And I wish like in uh, StreamYard, I could put the little comments up on the screen. But uh, you guys are bringing great stuff to the table. We appreciate you. We love you. We want you to join us back here for the series that we're doing because we want to see people set free. It is for freedom. He set us free. And we want to thank you and bless you. And we'll see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life.